The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. So, you've decided you want more out of your life. More than the nine to five. More than paycheck to paycheck. More than lifelong debt. But that leaves questions. Where do I go from here? What can I do without any money, connections, or experience? Our goal is not only to provide you with answers to those questions, but also to motivate people in an authentic way, mentor people who don't have mentors, give back, and hear some inspiring stories along the way. If you're not going to show people what's possible, who is? My name is Aaron Eiler. And I'm April Munson. And and this this is Ground Zero. Zero. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dream Chasers Ground Zero. Today, I have with us as always recently, our fabulous co-host, April Munson. And here we are today, um, I guess you could say wrapping up, no pun intended, our special edition December series that we've had going on. And what we're going to do today is pretty much the opposite of what we've done the last couple of weeks. And we're, we're going to have you know me back in the host uh, figurative driver's seat doing a, a more in-depth interview of April's take of everything that's happened over the last year. You know, everywhere from her personal ground zero moment to, you know, what she's learned along the way and even where we're at now. So um, before we go ahead and dive into that, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to her and just let her, you know, share any opening remarks she might have. And then we'll go ahead and dive into it. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to do this. I don't really feel like I get to tell my story often and I always feel like that there's value to it. Um, I just feel like sometimes you just don't even know where to begin to share your story. So thank you for being open to this idea of you and I both kind of bouncing back and forth and sharing our ground zero moment um, and just kind of like life story on this platform. So I'm really happy to be able to do this. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and even just before we started recording here, we talked about how, you know, you really haven't had that huge opportunity to put it completely out in the open, you know, your personal story, like in depth, like truly sharing your journey as to how you got from point A to point B. And I think that's going to be really important. So with that, why don't you go ahead and share that ground zero moment with us? Okay. So I'm going to ask, is the ground zero moment I'm sharing from like the most recent couple years or like how far back would you like me to go? I mean, you can even do both. I mean, obviously we've had different guests on here that have had more than one ground zero. I mean, I have had more than one ground zero. I think we all have. So, I mean... Wherever it is that you feel you want to share the most value today. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to take it back to 2010 because that's when I graduated high school. And I'll say that in high school, I was always the 4.0 student who was in every club, every organization. I had to have my name everywhere. And in that time, you have a lot of high school teachers that are telling you, you have to go to college, you have to go figure out what you want to do, because if you don't go now, it's going to be so hard to go back. And I think at that time, I was just so busy in all of my clubs and organizations and musicals and sports and the whole thing that I hadn't even thought about 
long-term careers and futures. Like I've always dreamt really big, but I had no idea what that looked like. And among all of that, I really had no support. I didn't have a mom who was invested in me. I didn't have a dad who was invested in me. Like my mom and I never really got along. And I truly think that's because I had more opportunities than she did. And I think she was really jealous of that. And as I got older, we just had no relationship. And my dad chose alcohol over everything. So it was kind of just me on my own. And my teachers at school saw that and they really took like a, a parental arm to me and kept me involved in things. And that really did a lot of, um, did a lot of good for me academically. So when it came time to graduate, and there's no more practice and there's no more, you know, anywhere you have to be. My world stopped because I didn't know what to do. It's like, I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to do anything other than go to work. But, you know, what is, what is this new life? What, what is this? I didn't have any college tours, nothing. So uh, I had a girlfriend who was a couple years older than me who graduated and went to Westminster College college about 20 minutes away from home and I thought you know I want to be just like her I see the pictures of what she gets to do it looks like a lot of fun I'm going to apply do the same thing so I had applied and this was before I graduated got in and I was like all right well I'm going to go to Westminster but in that summer of graduating before school started I really had no idea what I was doing I hadn't even thought about what my major was going to be so when I finally got to Westminster I, I had like a full mental breakdown. I had no car. I felt, even though I was only 20 minutes away from home, I I felt like I was on another planet. I didn't know anyone. I, I had really nothing. And I didn't even last a whole month at Westminster before um, I, I ended up withdrawing. I had a really bad weekend. Uh, you know, my father who I had mentioned, who's a heavy alcoholic had picked me up from school, brought me back. You know, the alcohol was too much for him and took it out on me. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. Nothing in my world makes sense. How could I possibly think about a career when I don't even know what my home is going to look like? I, you know, I, I really just, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, completely lost, you know, with absolutely no support. There wasn't um, any siblings, there was nothing. It was just me. So. Uh, after making the choice to withdraw, I ended up jumping into the workforce and getting an apartment and just kind of rolling with it for the next seven years. And I would say, looking back now, I don't think it's a waste of time. You know, all those seven years that I was just working and coming home and working and coming home and switching jobs and moving and, and doing whatever I needed to do because I got a, a lot of life experience. But in the moment, I really had no idea, you know, like I said, what I was doing and everything felt like it meant nothing. I really thought, you know, is this all my life is going to be going from the star student to college dropout to just working at my local McDonald's and Quaker Steak and Lube to keep an apartment roof over my head just to go back to work again tomorrow. You know, my friends are at college, they're in relationships, they're moving, they're gone, like, what is this life? What am I supposed to be doing here? It was probably a ground zero decade <laughs> compared to a ground zero moment of, of having to just, you know, how Aaron, you and I have talked about sitting in your silence and trying to make sense of it. 
And people always say that you have to get out of your comfort zone. I think I had no choice but to live outside of my comfort zone. And it forced me to make new decisions and try new things, which were obviously so uncomfortable for me, but you had to make them work. And then looking back now, I can see that I actually gained so much value, but you've never, you know, you'd never realize it in the moment. Yeah, 100%. And I really love that you put a lot of emphasis there on the end of getting out of your comfort zone. And sometimes in order to do that, you have to intentionally put yourself in a situation that you know you're going to be uncomfortable. I mean, and I can definitely relate to, you know, making that uh, college transition from, you know, being a good student in high school and then going to a college where you don't know anyone. Like none of, nobody else from my high school went to the college that I chose to go to. So I totally understand that kind of, you know, you're going to a place where there's a lot of collective people kind of going for the same common goal, but you still feel completely alone. And that's, you know, in itself is something that you have to learn and adapt to. And like you said, you know, like that wasn't for you at that time and that's okay. Like that's all part of the journey. And that helped you, you know, take that time to learn what you needed to learn. And like, I'm somebody that, you know, it doesn't really matter to me, like how you get there. And that's one of the really great things that I love about ground zero is that, you know, however much time it takes, however many tries it takes, it's not that important. What's what, what matters to me is that you didn't give up. And that's one of the most important things that I like about your story. And that's where I really want to shift kind of into the next part that, yeah, you took, you know, you, what you call a ground zero decade, but you took, you know, that time to yourself and, you know, yeah, maybe at that time you were just working and coming home, but you realized that's not what you wanted for the rest of your life. And then you made a decision based off of that. And I want to kick it back over to you to tell that story rather than myself, but you made a decision at the time, you know, after taking all of that time away from school and, you know, you learned what life is about. And in doing that, you had to make a decision, you know, regarding what the rest, what you wanted the rest of your life to look like. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it back over to you and let you share on that. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. In that time of working, 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 switching jobs, trying to, you know, buy a car on my own, buying junker after junker after junker, walking to work, finding rides, the whole thing. I thought, oh my gosh, I am never going to get out of this loop unless I get my education. And how am I gonna do that? And I was terrified of going back to Westminster. And at the same time, that was all I wanted. Uh, so I was terrified because the weekend that I had had, whenever I dropped out, I had actually um, bought a bunch of pills. And I remember crying over sink. Uh, because I just, I was miserable. My mom had kicked me out before I graduated. I had no family at my graduation. I'm stuck living with a man who I didn't feel comfortable with at all, but is supposed to be my father who is, you know, treating me horribly as a result of his alcoholism. And I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm done. Like there's, there's nothing here left for me. And like my world doesn't make sense. So I took all of the pills and 
ended up in the hospital and the school found out and it was just it was a whole thing and they had told me that I would have to go through all this counseling to be able to come back to school and I didn't want to face anybody I didn't want to be that girl with you know the the drug problem and I I had never touched a drug a day in my life uh and I just I didn't want to face that I didn't want to I didn't want to be that person so I avoided it and I looked at other local colleges. I looked at Grove City. I looked at Slippery Rock. I looked at YSU. I tried everything to get around Westminster. And somehow it never worked. You know, no matter what I tried to do, there's just always something in the way of me being able to move forward with those other schools. And I think, you know, looking back now, of course that happened for a reason. And uh, I finally, this was probably like five or six years later, I was like, you know what? I see now how it didn't work out these other schools. Maybe I just need to drive back up to Westminster, have a conversation with someone in the registrar and ask them what I need to do to come back. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, how am I going to be able to afford to take time off of work to be able to make time to go to school? Because as a single individual, it's hard to pay rent and a car payment and all of your utilities and everything on your own. Like I was working days, I was working midnights, I was coming home, sleeping for two hours and switching clothes and going back out to work. So I was really um, kind of distraught with the possibility of what that looked like, but I wasn't really sure if there were part-time opportunities and so forth. So I drove back up to the school. I can't tell you how many promissory notes I signed saying that I was going to pay off what I owed to go back to Westminster that, you know, I just year after year was not able to pay because I had car issues or, or whatever. So I really, at that point just thought, oh my God, I am never going to make it back to school, but I know that I have to do something. I don't want to be a server for the rest of my life. Uh, so we could jump a little bit forward and it was the spring of 2016. And I was like, you know what? I am finally, finally in a position where I think I can financially pay off my bill this summer and I'm gonna go back to school this fall. Just kidding, we were pregnant. <laughs> Found out I was having a baby and baby would be due in November. And I thought, oh my God, okay, maybe I am just not meant to be able to go to school. I have tried everything. <laughs> I've tried to balance my life, take responsibility for everything, do it without family, do it without help, cold snow, walking car, this, that, you know, every, every single thing that came, you know, in my way. Finally had a great relationship, found out we were pregnant and I was like, all right, maybe my purpose in life is to just give my baby a better life than what I had. And right, isn't that what we always want for our kids? We wanna give our kids a better life. And I thought maybe it's just, it's going to be my purpose to be able to give my kid what I didn't have, that support, that love, get them involved in, in activities and so on and so forth. So that was my perspective and I was learning to accept that. And I was like, this is all going to be fine. And if I don't go to school because of this and I'm, you know, I'm a mother instead, then that is okay. So a couple months, you know, well, not a couple months, though, nine months goes by, we have baby. And at the time I was working midnight shifts at Planet Fitness. So I was working midnights, coming home. I was with baby all day and uh, it would do the same thing night after night. And I thought, you know what? This is easy now because I'm at work, baby's at home. I don't have to get up with him in the middle of the night. Dad's got that taken care of. Like I'm good, but it's not going to be like this forever. 
And I started thinking, you know, I don't want to be that mom that's like, sorry, honey, I can't help you with your homework because I have to go work my midnight job at the gym. Or sorry, honey, I can't be here to hang out with the sleepovers with you and your friends, or I can't make the game or I, I can't, you know, whatever it is. And that really ate at me. And I knew that was years and years away. I mean, baby was only a couple months old. I think he was six or seven months old at this time. And I'm, you know, it's finally hitting me. I'm out of the, you know, hustle and bustle of learning a new baby. And I'm thinking about all this stuff. And I was like, I, I can't wait a second longer. I, I do not want to be that mom. Like I didn't have that support. I cannot be this person. So as someone who likes face to face, that next morning, as soon as I got home from work, I put him in the car. I drove straight to Westminster. I walked in, I sat down. I didn't care who still worked there, who recognized me, if they did or if they didn't. And I said, listen, I know I owe some money. I know that there is conversation of help out there for single moms, because we were not married, still not married. <laughs> um, anytime now. Uh, and uh, I was like, you know, is, is it possible for me to ever be able to come back? And sure enough, Cheryl Gerber in the registrar was like, April, it is absolutely possible. And I, I, I could sit here and say, like, I, I feel like I cried. I even just talking about it, it, like it filled my soul knowing that there was a possibility, there was an opportunity. Somebody was going to be there to help me. I was working with the person directly who was going to be able to put me in the spot that I needed to be in. And from there on, she was like, these are the steps, this is what you need to do. Like this, you need to get daycare, you need to apply for assistance, we're going to get your scholarships, da 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 da. I did everything she told me that I needed to do. I had to reapply to come back after being gone for the last seven years because of my withdrawal and, um, that fall I was back in and it was, you know, people say that like, oh, my baby changed my life. And you, you maybe never get to know the, the end of that story. Like you're like, okay, how did your kid change your life? What is it for me? Yeah. My life began and completely changed after I had Raylan, had it not been for him, I probably would have just settled for doing what I was doing because it was, you know, it worked for me but I could not feel good and whole for myself just being that way. I had to be more and it, it fueled my heart, you know, like you and I've said, it set my soul on fire and I was absolutely determined to be able to come back and everything lined up the way that, you know, it did in the right way in the right time, I believe. And yeah, I graduated this May with two babies. <laughs> Well, I mean, first of all, it's, it's just a heck of a journey, you know, like, I, I mean, I look back on it and I have heard it before, but even like you said, when I told mine, like every time you kind of get something new and it's just amazing that like, you didn't know what was going to happen around every corner. You didn't know that there was going to be a solution, but you had to kind of just take your faith, throw it over your shoulder and say, you know what, I'm going to put myself in a position to make something happen for myself. To, to recognize opportunity and to kind of seize this moment per se. But I mean, it's just truly amazing that, you know, like a lot of people would have just given up and they just said, you know what? No, I don't want to go back. Like it's too much work. I already have kids. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that, but you didn't. And I think that's really important as to where, you know, as to how far you've come now. 
And that's definitely something that I want to dig into here moving forward. But uh, for right now, I think it's good enough that we kind of, I guess you could say, close out this first part of our two-part segment of yours, just kind of leaving it as far as like, this is where I was. This was my ground zero moment here, you know, and this is, this is what I had to go through. But now when we come back, we're going to go ahead and tell everybody about what you learned as you went back through school and where that's led to where that's led you to now, some of the different opportunities that have come, some of the different things that you've kind of had to recognize since all of those other things and kind of shift you and shift you into a whole new light, I guess you could say. So, um, you know, before we go ahead and do that, do you kind of have any closing remarks going in remarks going into, you know, the next part of our series? Um, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel um, great being able to share that. And it's, it's nice to hear positive feedback, especially for, you know, going through it alone. You never, you know, you never think about in those moments what it would be like to talk about a couple years later. And you never think about when you're feeling as low as you are in those moments, like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna have this big success story because after seven years of the same thing, I never thought I was going to be a success story. That wasn't even anything I was worried about. I just wanted to, you know, have more for myself. And that was even before having a baby. So, um, you know, I, I would love to be a, a light and a resource for anyone out there who is pregnant or is thinking about having a baby or who just needs support for going back to school at any point. Um, so I, uh, yeah, that's, that's really what I want people to get out of this is that you can, you can do it. Um, it's all about your mindset. And if anyone needs help, I'm more than happy to talk about whatever that looks like for them. 100%. And uh, we're definitely going to put links in the show notes for that. So if anybody does want to reach out to her, that will be available. And we will also dive more into that in the next part of our series here. But with that, everybody, for now, this is Dream Chasers Ground Zero, and there's nowhere to go from here. Yeah. But uh, thanks, guys. Thanks.